0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the We Got Now podcast. Uh, I'm joined in this episode with my co-host, Maggie Grant. That is her. Howdy. (laughs) So, Maggie, just just start us off here. I think a lot of our listeners know you personally. Maybe some do not. And so just tell us a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, as you said, I'm Maggie Grant. I... Hmm. I'm married to Trevor Grant. He's the pastoral intern here at Hardin. I've been doing youth ministry for—I haven't really been keeping track for four or five years. Got super involved during the Corona days, um, and yeah, I've been the pastoral—or not pastoral intern. <laughs> been, no, 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 no. I've been the girls' intern. My official title is uh, what is it? Youth girl. Youth girl. Youth, youth girl. girl. That's my official. Just dive. to clarify,
0: not pastoral in there. <laughs> uh <laughs> SBC a, had a vote. We, off we, to a great start
1: over <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No. Um, that will Fair. be what this podcast is a lot of me just saying things, and then it's Chase good. clarifying what I That's meant good. by that. Yes. But I'm the, the youth girl, and so what I do is I meet with girls, disciple girls. Every once in a while, I help plan an event. Sometimes I get on the mic. Say some crazy
0: stuff. We limit to we just limit her exposure on a microphone. It's just so, once um, a yeah, month, This podcast is gonna
1: be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. She is very, very excited to uh, be recorded uh, yes, forever. This it's is on like my
1: favorite thing yeah, in the whole world.
0: You know, internet is forever. Podcasts yes, are forever. And
1: I just love that yeah. anyone could listen to me
0: yeah. speak. Your great grandchildren will listen to this episode. Please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything, anything fun about you? What, what's your, what's the, what's your, what's something about you, like a hidden talent? Oh.
1: Maybe something that you can do that not a lot of people know. (laughs) I have a lot of hidden talents. Okay. Um, I go through a lot of like seasons. I went through a longboarding season. (laughs) I didn't
0: know this.
1: Yes, I was like pretty, yeah, I was a big longboarder, um, double jointed in my elbow. Mm. I can quack. The national anthem.
0: Like, I have heard you do this, but it's been so <laughs> But I am not doing it. Oh, I was gonna say I'm not doing it. Maybe like,
1: Maybe for like a a Christmas special.
0: Or yes something. Or no I,
1: Fourth of July.
0: I think we'll have an audience vote in between <laughs> yeah. episodes. And well see I don't think they, they wanna want hear, hear that. Use. But I, I, think I can clap the national
1: do. anthem. And that's pretty good. Some of some of my girls have
0: actually heard it. And yeah.
1: Yeah, they, they love it.
0: Are you embarrassed at all that no, you can crack them? I don't.
1: Oh, that's a fun fact about me. I don't really get okay.
0: too embarrassed. <laughs> okay. This is slightly embarrassing, okay. but yeah. Okay.
1: What else? This isn't really fun, but I'm very scattered, um, very right brained. Right brained. I like art.
0: Can you explain can what art? it is to be right brains for people like me who do Usually not? Usually
1: it's people who can art and okay. paint, draw. Okay. Creative mind. They're oh. creative. So left is like your science based math based gotcha i'm not math based
0: okay and maggie and i are both enneagram fours but we're very different enneagram fours so just you want to explain what an enneagram four is not
1: really it's (laughs) it's nothing to be proud of what, what are we um like, nonconformist. Yeah. Is it we called, are, like, the
0: individualist? Is yes, that kind of like the title? They do tend to be creative.
1: Yeah. Um, they tend to be, go against the flow. Yeah. Like to do their own For thing. Sure.
0: But my wing, so if you're familiar with the Enneagram, you, you sometimes <laughs> you get a number and you get a wing. I'm Enneagram it's 4. It's like a
1: personality test. Yeah,
0: and I'm a wing 3, so I'm more of the achiever type. So I'm an individualist. Like, leave me alone. Let me isolate. Let me swallow in self-pity. But I'm also going to be super organized and that's getting things four. done. Yes, that's every four.
1: But not the organization. For
0: sure. And my wing's going to be, I'm trying to get things me. done. I am not. You, on the <laughs> other hand, are Enneagram four. <laughs> and
1: Chase has worked with me for about a year now, so he knows yes. that I'm not organized. Yes. And I'm productive. Okay. I'm pretty productive. Productive. Decently productive. But, yeah, a little scattered. Yes. But, so actually, fun fact about the Enneagram it is healthy to be a wing three and a wing five. So if you're an enneagram oh. four, so that means technically you're an unhealthy
0: four. Oh, that does not <laughs> surprise me at all. Thank you for telling everyone how un- unhealthy
1: everyone to know that Chase is an unhealthy enneagram <laughs> um,
0: four. I believe this.
1: I'll be surprised if this actually makes it on the podcast.
0: Like, it may. It will make it on the podcast. Airing my dirty laundry. <laughs> unhealthy enneagram four.
1: Yeah, we're pot stirers. That's another thing. Yeah, Hunter stirring. Yes, pot. maybe a little. That yes. might just be me actually
0: I don't know you're definitely the, the main pot stirrer. we will get into uh obviously we are we work together in student ministry um and, and for, for for a good time now we both love student ministry we enjoy the next generation um you guys have heard my heart a little bit in the first episode of why I love the next generation so much And uh, I'll probably repeat some of those things in this podcast, but I just wanna start here with Maggie and ask her what she loves so much about you guys, about teenagers, about the next generation.
1: Yeah, I think um, Gen Z is often looked down upon by some of the older generations. I think some of the things that they say about Gen Z is like, oh, Gen Z is so selfish. Gen Z is always attached to their phone. Gen Z doesn't know how to carry on meaningful relationships but I've kind of liked the, the I, one of the things I do love about Gen Z or this generation is now Chase will clarify this later down the road but their rebellious nature he'll explain what I mean by rebellious but I like how Gen Z has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. I like how they kind of push back to that I think mm-hmm. some of the cons on Gen Z like say Gen Z can't carry on meaningful relationships I think mm-hmm. from just with working with students, I've seen the complete opposite. I think, um, they not only can carry on meaningful relationships, but they're very authentic and they're very, very real and very humble and honest relationships often. I think Mm the same with technology, they have a real power to use technology to advance the kingdom of God. I think even, um, what else was one of the things I said? Some of the, oh, selfish. I think, um, you could say that about anyone who is not a believer, that they're Mm. selfish and um, self-absorbed. But the Gen Zs that I know are in Christ, I've seen, you know, again, Mm -hmm. like I don't know if that would be, maybe it is a trademark of Gen Z, but I think um, this generation has a lot of power, and I like how they want to fight back, and I like how Mm. they're young and they're hungry and they're not afraid to ask questions.
0: Yeah, I I think that's really good. Like I I love how you explain. You describe them as with a chip on their shoulder, because I would describe them in a in a very similar way. I would describe the next generation as a bit of underdogs, uh, and and I really resonate with that as someone with a, a who maybe feels like an underdog. I don't know if you know me, listeners. Uh, I think you know whether I am or not. Feel like an underdog, like five, 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 six on a good day. Don't. Don't weigh much, very introverted, uh, used to struggle with like social anxiety. And so I think I resonate so much with teenagers because you guys are underdogs in the sense of, just like Maggie was explaining, uh, the older generations, whether they know this or not, whether they're intentional with it or not, just really don't expect much from Generation Z. Uh, they don't expect much from teenagers and so in a, in a large way, you guys are underdogs. And I think, at least the ones that me and Maggie are privileged to work with, you guys are beginning to understand that. And therefore, you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, meaning that you want to prove people wrong. Like First Timothy 4.12, which if you haven't heard the first episode, would encourage you to go back and listen to that. You guys are buying into First Timothy 4.12. Let no one despise you for your youth, but instead... Set the Believer as an example. Um, and so I, I love that. I love how you describe them a little bit with a chip on their shoulder as underdogs. That is also what I love about Gen Z. And uh, she, she explained a little bit about how she also likes that you guys are rebellious. Um, and and, and she, she likes to be a little bit controversial at times. I like to be controversial at times. Uh, what she means by rebellious it, there's actually a, a great song uh, by Lecrae. If you're into, into Christian rap, um, I love Lecrae. He he has a song. It's it's old at this point. It's called A Rebel. And in that song, one of the things that he really, one of the themes he emphasizes is what does it mean to be a rebel? And so, Maggie, before I explain how I think Gen Z ought to think about being a rebel, what are just some like, and you you've explained a little bit, what are some ways that teenagers are known for being rebels today or think that they're being rebels today? What are some things they're doing that are like, oh, I'm being rebellious by yeah. doing this? I
1: think a big thing is like being a pleasure seeker. No. Um, often we think of the teenagers sneaking mm-hmm. out the yeah. the window in their bedroom, yeah. uh, defying their parents, um gossiping having big mouths again going back to like the theme of being self-absorbed only caring about themselves not about those around them um looking towards things like partying and drinking and drugs and all these different Mm -hmm. things just to um satisfy like the present day like need
0: you know yeah for sure right and so like that's what that's what a lot of teenagers think like if i get into this type of lifestyle if i rebel against my mom and dad, if I rebel against my teachers, if I rebel against my pastors, that makes me a rebel. But in reality, like if you take a step back here and think, well, actually that's, that doesn't make you a rebel at all. That makes you just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so what makes someone truly a rebel is doing something living a lifestyle that the people around them, their peers, their friends, their teammates, their classmates aren't living. And so if all of my classmates are, are interested in the party life, are interested in drinking and doing drugs and, 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 and gossiping and being selfish, if I, if I do exactly what they're doing, that doesn't make me a rebel. That makes me a robot, right? What makes me a rebel is seeing First Timothy 4.12 that I don't have to do everything everyone else is doing, I don't have to be what everyone expects me to be, but instead I can live my life for Jesus, right? I can, I can be serious about my faith. I can open up my Bible and I can obey it, right? I can come to church and, and connect with the body of Christ and serve the body of Christ and live on mission. In mine and Maggie's opinion and estimation, that is what makes someone a rebel. And that, LeCron- that song by Lecrae, uh he would go on to say or or someone would go on to say in that song that uh, that's the only type of rebellion that exists
1: yeah. and I think um, in youth ministry, you often want your students to be that way, but what we're saying right now is like we've already seen them be Mm countercultural we've already seen them stand against the grain we see them raising their hands in worship we see them evangelizing with their friends it's not like this is something we're like oh we really want this for our students Mm -hmm. we are seeing the students now doing this already and it's not because of anything we have done but it's literally because the holy spirit is in them like he is in you and he is working and he's powerful and he can work through a 13 year old Mm
0: -hmm. that's right yeah and so i would just say like you know, what we love about The Next Generation, Maggie and I, it's it's the same. It's, it's that you guys are underdog. It's that you got a chip on your shoulders, it's that you're capable of so much more than what everyone expects of you. I think our frustration with The Next Generation is also very similar. Our frustration is when we see your potential and when you see your potential and yet don't care to live up to it, right? Uh, you know, don't care to uh, to, to to stand out in holiness, and in righteousness, and in faith, but instead, you'd rather slip back into um, being the type of teenager, living the, the type of life that, well, is what everyone else is doing, and is what everyone else expects of you, and so what we love about Gen Z, and what we get frustrated about with Gen Z is actually, th- they're married, right, like, we think you guys are capable of so much, and we know you're capable of so much, and we hate when you don't live up to those capabilities. Um, and so that's just a little bit of of our hearts. Uh, this is this is this is going to be a good time on this podcast. Usually, we're going to get into some more uh, some some topics, some subjects, maybe that you guys will even request of us um, some apologetic topics. But we just wanted to start this fir- first podcast. Get Maggie on here. And just explain to you guys together uh, what we love so much about the next generation. Matt, you have any final thoughts for our listeners? I
1: feel like you summed it up pretty well. Yeah,
0: all right, good deal. Well, it was a good time. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We hope that it was edifying for the body of Christ and glorifying to the Lord. We'll see you soon.